California. Hey, it's Tenna. What's good? It's oh, Justin. What, what it is, though. Hey, and if we are the what podcast, Justin? Having an episode. Oh, we, we have an episode, and guess what? We're doing the OC, continuing our journey. We're on episode two of season one, and man, I can't wait till this shit progresses, because right now this is just like getting me, it's first, because I know it's like a show's duty to like crazy shit in the beginning get you enticed, but you're doing mild shit. This is just Reggie-ass shit that happens in Henry County of Indiana. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, there's just there's so much buildup in these first two episodes, like a lot of like. You think there's gonna be wild ass shit? I mean, kind of. I, I mean, there definitely is wild for rich people shit. No, I think in general, especially when we get towards the end of the episode, it gets pretty wild. Pretty, not okay. <laughs> okay, yes. so just to pick up back where we left off. Okay, so the last episode, basically, you come to the main protagonist. We got Ryan, who basically is like in the midst of needing a place to stay. And Sandy Cohen, who's an angel lawyer, is like, I'm from the Bronx. I love you. I adopt you. Wife is like, I'm snooty and white in California. <laughs> and then Seth is like, I hate everything. Yeah, that's that's a pretty <laughs> I good did it. Yeah. Oh, and there's a girl who's always in slow motion when she looks at Ryan. She, Misha Barton, you initially were a placeholder as a promo, but you turned into something much more special. I want to make note, I am not knocking on Misha Barton. I am on, I'm on top of making fun of Marissa Cooper. AKA. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's literally the character she's playing. It's not her personally, which I think, I mean, I feel like most of the shows that we'll do, there will be many occasions where... The individual could be awesome, but the character is just fucking dumb or vice versa where like the character rules, but the person fucking sucks. Um, Real quick before I go into like our, our rating thing, um, Justin, can you do give me your best Marissa Cooper? Ha. Huh. Oh, my God. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> it's just her voice giving up. Like she puts so much effort to the beginning of the, like the sentence that by the end her voice is like, I'm done. And it's me drunk tired when you have to make my ass go to bed instead of the couch. Yes. <laughs> Baby, you have to go to bed. Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Um, okay, so before we get into this episode, we'll also do this description, but we'll give a solid rating at the end of the episode. So on a scale of one to five, Sandy's being fucking great. Um, and then negative. Wait, Justin, help no, me. One to five, Summers, if it's bad. And one to five... Sandy's if it's good. It's fair. I don't fucking like your rating system. It doesn't make any sense. But you know what? I'll let the white man control this. He gets one thing. Don't you wait, man. Anywho, since I married him. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, Justin, you want to pull the description real fast so I can read it? Or do you write it down? I mean, it, it so. We have HBO Max, and this is how we're able to watch the show. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a better description that we could have looked up online. But please read the description that is on HBO okay, Max. So, here's the thing. The episode title is the model home, and that will become very important. But the description that's in HBO Max, which I don't think is supposed to be like an in-depth description. <gasps> I'm sorry. Wow. Unprofessional. Uh, but all it says is, the teens hide in a model home, <laughs> but a bully causes trouble. <laughs> so that's the kind of buildup for this show. That is a porn description. Read it one more time. The teens hide in a model home, 
but a bully causes trouble. I'm horny. I'm mad horny. I'm 29 years young and mad horny. That's so strange. <laughs> oh, wait. You're right. That is really strange. Yes. Ugh. Okay, but I found an actual description online. Um, so, just begin the up season one, episode two. Afraid he'll be sent to another foster home. Ryan ponders running away from the Coens. Supporting his new friend, Seth helps Ryan hide in one of the Kirsten, um, you know, S- Sandy Cohen's uh, sour wife. <laughs> Jesus. She's sour. I'll get to that in a second. Seth helps Ryan hide in one of Kirsten's unfinished housing developments, but trouble may lay ahead if Luke and his friends find out Marissa is there too. <laughs> Teenage infidelity. This was aired August 12, 2003. I was 12. Yeah, we don't have to talk about all I was, that. Actually, I was about to turn 12. Let me rephrase. Neato. Burrito. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, we can just jump into it. Like, uh, the start is basically just like Seth and Ryan floating in a pool, being boys, and like they're they're basically discussing like, hey, it's gonna be your last night here. What the fuck are we gonna do? And he whips out like <laughs> all the silly shit they can do, <laughs> fun teen angst. Yeah, like Seth says, uh, get a couple hookers, lose our virginities. Yeah, Ryan basically is like, I don't want to do anything. And Seth is like, we should like get a couple hookers, uh, lose our virginity. It was obviously sarcasm because this show is, it's 2003, so it's nothing but sarcasm. Um, but re- when he said that, I was like, isn't that basically a California Reggie like 21st birthday? That sounds like one. <laughs> Maybe, that what, I don't know. It's actually, it's a 21st year like for rich people, I feel like. I feel like that happens a lot. And it makes sense. Uh, Sandy Cohen is a lawyer. So, yeah. Yeah. He would get his son out of uh, jail for killing a hooker. <laughs> I also, I feel like there would be significantly more cocaine. It's pronounced cocaine. Cocaine. But in California, it is cocaine. But in California, it is called morning. <laughs> morning coffee. I don't know what anything people do in California. Or We're would it be called nighttime coffee? Because I feel like it's a very nighttime drug. Um, it's actually um, rich people Adderall. Yes. Um, Talented people, steroids. Yes. <laughs> so basically, Sandy is like, hey, food's ready, guys. Come on in. And, uh, but like prior to that conversation of them calling them in, like Sandy and Kirsten are both like in their fifis. So Kirsten's talking to her dad. There's some weird confrontation about the housing development. She's like, Dad, I know what I'm doing. Like basically. So there's some weird confrontation happening there. Um, not enough for me to remember. Um, it was about the model home. Yeah, like, it was about the model like home, the which comes later into play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because they're having troubles with the contractors because there's like been like long ass delays on it. Yeah. There we go. Thanks, Justin. Um, and uh, there's also a discussion about like keeping Ryan, but t- Kirsten's like, we don't need to keep him. You're not his parent. You're his lawyer. And he's like, well, guess what? He's gonna go in the system and be. Well, let me rephrase. Let me change my sanity. He's gonna go in the system. No one wants to adopt a teenager. <laughs> The top one percent of the top ten percent <laughs> are gonna go to foster homes. <laughs> oh, and Justin, there's bad. there's some real to that though. The math is not right. No, I, that math is nonsense. But <laughs> but yeah, so like Sandy basically is like he's gonna be a teenager going into a foster home. We know how that ends up. Yeah. Okay. So cut to later that night. Um, you kind of see um Ryan just kind of keeping a lookout and he's like packing shit like gradually um and as he's leaving seth is just like 
I wanted to come play PlayStation. What are you doing? Are you running away? Go to bed, Wait, Seth. There's a really funny scene before that. What is it? Uh, it's really dark humor, and I thought it was hilarious. Is it the dinner scene? Uh, well, it's before that. Uh, Ryan, when he first walks it back into the house, is just him and Kirsten, and he sees the like model of the model home, mm-hmm. and he asks her like, "Oh, what's that?" And she's like, "Oh, it's a model of our model home. I build those model homes. That is not the model." Yeah. And he, uh, Ryan, kind of goes, huh, "Can you build me one?" And she has the uh, most uncomfortable white lady face. Yeah. It's like she was avoiding paying a homeless man money. Yeah. And then Ryan's like, sorry, it's a bad joke. But then immediately after that, when they're setting the table, Sandy's like, so last supper. (laughs) Sandy's fuck. So Sandy, I feel like, and Ryan really bond on something. Um, Dreamboat face, haircuts. Being from the wrong side of the tracks. Wrong side of the tracks. And the dumbest inappropriate jokes. To me, like, that's a dumb fucking joke. That's something a home, like, I'm just gonna say homeless. I'm not gonna make fun of homeless people. Um, but it's just like that dumb dad joke. I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up. No, we know. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not on Kirsten's side at all, but I just wanted to make that clear. It was stupid. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's just hilarious that there's such dark humor. Is it? Uh, and yes, Justin jerks off to because this, I don't. here's the thing. It's when you're going through something that sucks that bad. Sometimes just joking about it makes you feel better. Yeah, but make I don't know, I guess because I'm a little snob. It's not it's not about making Kirsten uncomfortable. It's, not it's about, about that. I know it's that, but I thought the joke could have been better. I think you could have been a better model home joke. Well, I can't think of one. Neither but of them are like stand up comics. Neither one of them are OK actors. That's not true. Shut your goddamn mouth. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, you don't. I just have opinions. So watch your tongue. Wow. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my dad and you never will be. Okay. So (laughs) go ahead with what you were going to say. Oh, fucking no. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Ryan's sneaking out. Seth is like, but for why? And he's just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, bleh. (laughs) Yeah. That's about right. But he's like, well, can I go? So Seth sneaks back upstairs and he like zips up and packs a bag. And it's so funny because Sandy comes in and he's like, I think we got to talk about Ryan. Even like, even better, Seth is in like full all black clothes with like a black turtleneck. He looks like he's trying to be a little boy spy. Yeah, and then he hears the, like the door open when Sandy comes in and just like jumps in his bed and hides under the covers. He's trying to be sneaky. And like in this moment, if I saw my son rustling around, also, why the fuck? Yeah, you can have this conversation. Turn the light on. But like your son is in there. He's like, oh, I'm trying to sleep. And he... Obviously, is being weird and squirrely. My first thought would be like, oh, my teenage son's probably touching himself. Well, I'm going to go kill myself and go to the other room. Go to the other room first, though. Yeah. No, there's a... Uh... But Sandy's like so... Like, his character, he's faux fucking of a person because no person is like this. He's like, I think we should talk about it. You know what? Never mind. I just realized what I said. Yeah. I, I've definitely... My mom has moments where she refused to leave the fucking room and wanted us to talk about our fucking feelings. I'm like, you want to talk? You want to talk about our feelings? Okay, fine. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I projected real quick. Yeah, but I think th- I think the uh, the funny thing is like it for sure looked like Seth was nurking it. Yeah. What did I say? What? What did I say? Yerking it. Yer- yes, I thought I said nurking it, and I don't like how that sounds. Oh, maybe you did. I don't know. That sounds gross. I don't like that one. <laughs> okay, so Sandy's like, "All right, fine. I'm gonna go to bed. Apparently, you don't want to talk about it. That's fine." Um. So it cuts to uh, Ryan waiting outside, and who does he see? 
little skinny Marissa. Marissa. Marissa, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's just doing her usual thing where she's on the way to hang out with her boyfriend and her shitty friends. Yeah. So Seth comes outside. He's like, oh, hi, Marissa. Which is might as well. That should have how he said her fucking name. Well, he's and he's so irritated with her existence. Well, and he's being so like weird. He like shows up and he's like, "Did you tell her anything?" Well, bitch, you just snitched on your own self. It's like yeah. he's never done anything sneaky because Seth is a boring hoe, actually. But not at all. Well, I mean, I think I can kind of vibe with Seth because I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd be the exact same way. I'd be like, "Oh my god, Don't no you- one around me has substance, like well- at all." <laughs> But like social cues like that, where you're just like trying to be sneaky, just like, oh, dude, you just immediately, well, now she's coming. Yeah. And like she ends up giving them a ride, which is super tight. And Seth, this is where I get a problem with Seth, who like wants to complain and be a judgy little turd. I love Seth. I want to make clear of that. Seth would be the boy I have dreams about when if like in high school happened and I'd be like, I want that boy to kiss me. He would never kiss me. He'd be in love with Summer and I'd be dealing with it being fat. Anywho, there was a part where they're in the car. And they're like listening to music. Um, oh yeah, he's like something about like he was giving her shit about being giving like she's the ride. And he's like, oh, Marissa Cooper's giving me a ride. Like uh, last I checked, before I came around, you were on a skateboard. So shut the fuck up. And then Ryan makes a really fucking weird comment because Marissa's like, oh, what kind of music do you like? I don't really like music. I don't really listen to music. What the fuck, bro? Like, what? That's your response to that question? I can understand if you don't listen to music that often, but even then, you like some kind of music. Yeah. No, okay. Two things come to mind when somebody says they don't really listen to music. So I'll first take the rational thing. Like, you know what? He's usually, it sounds like he's often homeless. So he doesn't have time to listen to music. But here's the other thing. You ain't allowed to look that Eminem and tell me you don't make rhymes. And you don't listen to music talk. And other people who say that don't like, like people who say they don't like music. I'm pretty sure you're probably a fucking psychopath. You probably don't have a sense of smell either and think strippers like you too. Fuck off. God I damn. mean, strippers might like you. You're kind of cute. <laughs> All right. All right. But yeah, and then my favorite part of this episode because I love when snobby music snobs get put in their place. Yes, get them music elitists. You ain't allowed to be judgy about people's taste, little bitch. And also, yeah. tell them, tell them, baby. So Marissa goes, Marissa, or... They're like, what do you listen to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ryan she, asks her, like, what kind of music do you listen to? And mm, her response right is... Right now, punk. Yeah, she's like, right now, I like punk. And Seth, which is a funny comment, but it's also judgy as shit. Goes, uh, Avril Lavigne doesn't count as punk. I want to make note, so far, every episode has had a mention of Avril Lavigne. Uh, yeah, it's because she was the hottest fucking name in the game. Two for two. Also, like, um, one time someone was interviewing Avril Lavigne, they said, um, so how do you feel about people saying you're punk? She's like, I don't think I'm punk. Real punks don't claim to be punk. She's like, I don't know what I am, just my, me. And I'm like, you fucking beautiful. Yeah. And then she was replaced. Yes. But we don't have time to go into that. Christian robot. So then Marissa is like, oh, well, how about the fucking cramps? The fucking cramps. She said the cramps first. So this show was obviously written by a white man um, because you may. I'm sorry. There's no way a 17 year old girl from the OC is knowing about the. I realized after I said it. Yeah. You're being like Seth. Yep. Yeah. Here's the thing. And also California, like punk jerks off there, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and then she names off like a bunch of other bands. I know one of them's The Clash. It's The Clash, The Cramps, um, The Skid something. Yeah, I, I can't remember what the other ones are. But um, Stiff Little Finger, that's one. Stiff Little, that's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, Marissa what is, a fucking niche band you just brought up, bitch. Yeah. So Marissa's punk as fuck. We learned that. And she's very angry, which makes sense why she's an alcoholic. Ooh, yep. I feel like it's like not when you have a show like she wasn't just drinking because she was sad about a boy. She was that was that character has an issue. And I'm kind of glad they kind of like that's continuing. <laughs> Wait, I'm not. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm glad it was addressed. Exactly. So they show up. Uh, they end up going to the model home for the that, evening. Yeah. And basically you can tell Seth is just kind of like just live here for a while. And when they get there, uh, they don't do a whole lot actually in the mall home. They just kind of walk in and then walk to the backyard so Seth can skateboard in an empty pool. Which is like, what a fucking, I'm going to say this right now, as somebody like who's related to a little skater boy, like, and or had friends that skated, anytime they can find a place to shred some gnar, they're going to try to do it. That's all they think about. And I'm just like, I mean, I get it. But like you, well, my first logic thought is like, that seems like a cool idea. You got to do just skateboarding while you guys hang by the pool, eating in and out or big kahuna burger from the looks of it. Cause Pulp Fiction, I don't know. But them going through it, I'm just thinking, I'm like, y'all's being fucking loud. You telling me there's not a bunch of other neighbors around this area, around this development that are not noticing this loud as noise. You bringing attention to yourself. Yeah. Also, for such an expensive ass like housing development, how the fuck do you not have security cameras? But also, I have to remember is the early two thousands. And it's a, it's just a model home, mm-hmm. like, and it wasn't even done. Like they were still working on it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So and then among while Seth is skateboarding, Marissa and Ryan are talking. Marissa's just like, "Well, your mom will have to show back up anyway, right?" Oh, I'm sorry, my mom sucks. Yeah, Ryan's like, um, her ethics are questionable at best, so I don't believe that she will be making an appearance. And then Marissa like starts to open up. She's like, I got some, I got some issues too. I got some problems too. My mom's also fucking crazy. I don't think she mentioned her mom in that conversation. She did. All right. Well, she also mentioned her daddy. And she's like, my dad, like, hold on, that's not the right voice. My dad, like, my dad. People keep showing up and, and like he, they look like he used to go to the office and now he just like works at home all the time. And now like, these guys keep showing up like cops and they're asking questions. And the five zero really stressed me out. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think in that moment, like she's like, I never told anybody that, which means like I trust you. And also like you seem like you're not very judgy because you're trash. Um, <laughs> which is like. We'll get more into why, like, she's probably attracted to him. But we talked about it a little bit during the, like, where we're watching it. Um, he's like, don't worry, I won't tell nobody. Which is, like, the hottest thing a boy can say to me. I'm like, you won't tell nobody? Won't tell nobody? I got issue daddies. <laughs> issue daddies. <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm uh, tired. But I, I, the one thing I will say about this show that I did like, especially in this episode, is pointing out that economic differences or social differences does not mean that like one group doesn't have parties this sounds real like white people also have problems that's not what i'm saying at all i'm mainly talking about like poor people and rich people each have issues just on different levels 
Yes. And yes. it's it's good to see that on a show. Like, because I feel like normally when you watch shows, you're watching from one economic perspective. background perspective. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. then there's like a special episode for the poor people. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. No, and there's definitely, I think it's something that's being shown, like something that happens a lot in people's lives that are like, I mean, I didn't grow up poor, but I grew up in a smaller economic and like there was always chaos happening in the household, whether it was drugs or mental illness that wasn't being addressed because you couldn't afford to get it addressed. So that's something we're kind of looking at is like from Ryan's perspective, I mean, it looks like um, you grow up in a household where, you know, stealing's kind of your only option for fun and, you know, m- financial gain um causing a fucking ruckus is all you fucking know or just like pure domestic fucking violence where you're getting punched by your stepdad is a regular thing and then we have somewhere in the rich people thing where everyone tries to act very like the high society of the west coast but everyone is doing drugs especially your kids and you're ignoring your kids because you have money and you think they're fine because you got money which is a really common thing with like I have friends that like were w- super well off while I was growing up because I was like the poor friend who stayed at your house because you guys have good snacks. Yeah. Um, I no, I for, know for a fact that Justin's mom, like if growing up him and we were friends, I'd be crashing on his couch all the time because I know for a fact his mommy had gushers. Uh, I don't know about gushers. Anyway, but, no, but like, I was the friend where like I I had a lot of friends that, that crashed stayed at because your guys' house wasn't chaos probably. But on a no, different level, that's not true. I remember now. Yeah, no, it was, but that kind of privilege. Long chaos story is- short, I had a, uh, a a problematic sibling that brought a lot of chaos. But once they were gone, mm-hmm. it was chill. So it it was it was the place where a lot of people went, like if they were going through some stuff. And I always had like parents that were really open with like. Their home and just being lovely. Well, and like trying to like uh, build relationships with my friends, also like on a like comfortability level. Like if they ever, uh, all of my friends knew if they were ever like in trouble, they could talk to like my parents. So we had that kind of similar situation, but like in the poor people way, where we've had friends of mine or friends of Chris, like my younger brother, and we'd have people live with us for a moment. And it's mostly because we just like kind of bullied my mom and do it. We're just like, we're doing this. It's happening. And she would eventually be like, this person can't like, I've had a boyfriend live with me undercover. Does that make sense? Just like he would leave there in secret. And eventually it became, I had a different boyfriend and he lived for with us for a while. I had two different friends that lived with us, not at the same time, but like over time at our house was just like an orphanage. Yeah. But so there's a big difference between like privilege chaos where it's like, it's more accessible and it can be, swept under the rug easier then there's chaos that like follows a rap sheet yeah i said for sure. i think yeah okay so uh next scene yeah so then what happens marissa gets a phone call from luke at this party that marissa was originally supposed to go to when she saw uh ryan and seth and luke's just kind of like where are you you're supposed to be here like an hour ago which and yeah I, she was she was leaving i'm mad horny and like if you're not here bro like I'll get the bros and we'll just like bro some chicks. All uh, the bro. Which Yeah, bro. <laughs> Luke sucks. Yeah, he does. He he's he's so horrible. So like, she ends up leaving. Yes, she ends up leaving to go see her other friends. Her her first friends. Yep. Um and then it, I think it cuts to the next morning we're back at his house. 
Because I think well, they agree to eventually come back there. Well, and then there's one other thing that happens right before then is when Seth basically, uh, him and Marissa are talking back and forth, and he essentially is, and Marissa's like, or he tells Marissa, you've lived next to me for like 15 years, and you've never said or done anything to me. You haven't acknowledged my existence. And she basically is like, dude, you haven't either, and you act like you're better than everybody. To which it's just like an awkward moment where it's like, oh, well. uh." And that's a weird thing to be the, I don't think, (laughs) Seth technically thinks he's better than everybody, but everybody around him acts like they're better than him. So he just instantly doesn't like, it's a weird battle of just like, everyone acts like they're better than me. People even standoffish or just like don't even acknowledge his existence like Summer. Like when Marissa, uh, because Summer's Summer's birthday, this is what this party's for. And well, like, that's the next scene after the the lunch thing. Oh, okay. Don't get Never it. Never mind. Try fun. Okay. Uh, Marissa scurries off to Summer's B day. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think you're right, Justin. She does scurry off for Summer's birthday. You were right. Thanks. I just wanted to hear that again. Hey. So, um, but uh. Before she leaves, though, is when Seth has, like, that thing where he goes off on her. And um, as they're going back in the house, Ryan's like, I don't know if I should stay. Marissa's like, you should totally stay. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. And Seth Seth says, oh, when I say it, you don't react like that. But when she says it, you do. And the reason is because... She has exposed hip bones, do you? Yeah. Seth does not have exposed pelvic bones. Marissa, Misha Barton was part of that early age of like, how low can my pants be? How low can my pants be? You want to see my front womb? You might. (laughs) It might happen. It might happen. Like that. And that was the thing about early 2000s fashion. It was about showing off your body to a certain. There's nothing wrong with showing off your body, but it was mostly showing off bones, which is nothing wrong with being skinny. Some people are naturally skinny, have high metabolism. Some people. Have the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, fuck low rise pants. I'm a thick, juicy bean and thick, ri- like low rising pants make me like a fucking ice cream cone. I don't like that shit. Yeah. I'm a sex. Much. I'm not an ice cream cone. I'm a potato. Yeah. Juicy. Right. Anyway, <laughs> next more. That, like, their decision making skills are absolute nonsense in this show. That's my yeah. point. Anyway, next morning. So Sandy gets up and he's going to the uh, pool house to try and get Ryan to get Pew. ready and realizes Ryan's not there. And the next scene you see is Seth looking out his window and the police are at his house. Um, Trouble's afoot. Yeah. But it's like basically, well, I think the police were going to show up regardless because they had to pick up Ryan, I thought. No, Sandy was going to take Ryan. The police showed up, and they, they talk about it a little bit later, too, because Kirsten called the police when Ryan was missing. She's a fucking snitch ass. Yes, but I also kind of understand because... I mean, yeah, it's a minor. And, and they're, they're worried about him. Mm-hmm. Like, as much as Kristen doesn't want them there, like, you can tell she still is concerned for his existence. Which is nice. Yeah. So, uh, and then the other thing that happens, so then like Seth is getting ready to like try and leave and he tries to just dip out away from the police and uh, Sandy catches him and is like, hey, we got to talk about Ryan. And then the police officer comes over. Then 
cuts to Marissa Cooper's house, and she's going downstairs. And who is at her house? Who? Luke, her boyfriend. <sighs> Looking all Luke. Eating breakfast and talking to Julie. Is that her name? Is that her mom's name? I think it's Julie. I could Google it, but I'm like, my phone's so far away. That's Julie Cooper. That sounds right. Um, For, okay, first off, if she's a Julie Cooper, she don't look like a Julie Cooper because she looks like a fucking Alexa Fox. Wait, that's a wrestler. That's Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Julie Cooper, that character. Oh my. I'm just saying. Porn star hot. Yeah, and that specific scene where she's standing there right next to Luke looks like it would be part of a really bad porn movie. Oh, this whole... Yes, absolutely. There's a certain way. Like, what was that? Like, f- fucked my daughter's boyfriend while she was go upstairs changing. I'm like, step mom, <laughs> step bro, <laughs> girlfriend's mom, girlfriend's mom. Um, Mrs. Cooper, oh, pussy's so tight. But yeah, so and Luke is basically like, yeah, I came by because I'm gonna borrow a boat. We should go out boating. That's gonna be fun to boat with my my, my B Rose and my. B-Abe, babe. My, my B-Abe? Yeah, B-Abe. B-Abe. With my Baberham Lincoln. Yes. And uh, Marissa's real fucking weird. She's like, ha, ah, ha. Uh. So, like, actually, we yeah, that sounds fun. We should go get waxed. And he's like, I don't want to hang out with you today. <laughs> yeah, or you get a pedicure. Suki's the best. It's not just for guys, which it's like she... In this moment, you should take note that, like, yeah, Marissa, you say you got a boyfriend that you're trying to be loyal to, but you pull on some sneaky-ass shit because you're deliberately putting him in a situation where you know he's going to be like, I'm out because you know him well enough. Mango, do not eat that. Sorry, we are in our home, and Mango likes to eat things. But, like, mm-hmm. girl, you purposely setting up a thing where you know you can get him out of the way. And it's yeah. very interesting to me because it's like you don't like him. It's almost like you also shady, but, like, you don't know how to be a person. Anyway. Yes. So she basically gets out of it. And like she 100% knew he was going to say no to that. So he basically was like, oh, no, I'll just hang out with my B-Rose. But there's this like there's this thing later. He like looks around like, I hope your mom doesn't hear me. First of all, her mom knows she's going to parties because her mom's probably also going to those parties. Well, adjacent parties, like the corresponding parents party. (laughs) She's not going to parents parties. She's going to hang out with like. Just turned 18 boys because we've already discussed she's a porn star. And this show. I want to make note we are not slut shaming Marissa Cooper's mom. I think it's hot if she's getting gang banged. Anyhow. I never went that far. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm and, repressed. But, anyways, so then. Uh, Cut to rich people pony shit. That's what I wrote down. That's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Marissa's family is the kind of family that has money with pony money. It's pony money, not mm-hmm. betting money, money to have ponies. And it cuts to like um, Julie going into uh, Jimmy's office and Jimmy's doing the usual, I'm stressed because I'm doing some shady shit, shit. And she's like, honey, Jimmy, we need the money for the China doll, China pony. Wow. <laughs> Jimmy, we need the money for <laughs> this pony for my daughter. She named it China feels weird i mean but like she's like telling her is like do we does she need a pony she's yeah i fucking need a pony well she's just like she's not gonna care about ponies in like a month and then the daughter hears that she's like oh i love china i love china why does her daughter sound like donald trump (laughs) i love china (laughs) he's the most prettiest pony 
It's the best pony. Ugh. I can't do Donald Trump impersonation. That's good. That's good. I'm t- I'm so happy that the election's over and I don't talk to you about that shit for a second. Any hoosens, let's cut to the fact that like, she's like, he's starting to tell her, he's like, I, here's the thing. I fucked up at work. I really don't think she's like, hey, you don't have cancer. All right. You'll figure it out. Now give me that money. Give yeah. me your money. Basically, she's like, oh, oh, you have problems. I really don't want to hear about that. I need that check and that money. So this is where I felt like a dill hole because for a brief second, I was like, you know what? She doesn't know. She's used to this lifestyle. I'm like, why am I making excuses for this inconsiderate person? In my moment, if you told me right now, like, babe, here's the thing. I kind of messed up at work. I don't think we can. I'm like, fuck, what happened? I would ask what happened and what yeah. I can do for you. Oh, we can't afford a pony. I'm so happy I grew up poor. Mango, quit eating my shit. <laughs> so yeah and the don't mind this weird silence of us trying to ward our cat away but like that is such a i don't know it is a weird character trait but also i have to remember fake family okay so where are we at after rich pony shit well and it, it, i think this happens in between that but this is where seth is talking to the police and they're like where's ryan and he's like i don't know he said something about betting on cockfights in Mexico and uh basically <laughs> basically the cops are like what no really where is he and he's like I don't know man like he just up and left I'm sure he just doesn't want to have to go back to his mom so okay now cut to they're back to the abandoned house um and like Marissa and Seth are both there and they brought stuff they're like, why did you bring all this stuff? She's like, you said we'll bring around a loofah. And she brought moisturizer. And they're like, nah. But you know what she did bring? Toilet paper. Toilet paper. And my first thought was, there's no water there. Yeah. There's, there's no water. way plumbing is done in that place. Well, no. no, it would have to be. No, it's even though it's a model home, I think they still have to have working plumbing since they'll have people come looking at it. I don't know. They might not have to have water. But anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, in that moment, they're like, you know what we didn't bring, though? Food. So they decide to make the logical decision, even though Seth just got done talking to the cops. Marissa lives next door to Seth. They saw the cops. They're like, let's go to a public place to find food. And they just have this cute little montage of rolling around the pier, being cute and rich people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be pissed about it. I just like thought that was fucking dumb. I'm like, here's the thing. Either Seth can go get some fucking food or Marissa. That boy should not be leaving. It's like you guys have never been in trouble. And also, Ryan, you have been in trouble. Keep your ass there. And also, Marissa, why are you being so flirty with Ryan in a public place in the same fucking town where you know your boyfriend is hanging out with Even his Even if it heroes? was a town adjacent. Bitch, you come from money. Everybody knows who you are. Yeah, pretty Ugh. much. And then, uh, This yeah. would be over in like two minutes because of social media. Yeah. So, and while that montage is going on, Sandy is, like, talking to Kirsten. He's like, man, I know Seth's lying. Seth knows where Ryan is, and I'm going to get it out of him. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And then also, it cuts to Marissa's house, and uh, (laughs) Julie busting into Jimmy's office and being like, China has alopecia. We need to call (laughs) the vet now. And that is one of my favorite parts. The pony has Michael Jackson disease, and I had to Google ponies with alopecia. Yeah. It's actually kind of sad. They did have some of the ponies have bald spots and then some of the ponies literally don't have hair anymore. Yeah. And you shouldn't make fun of anybody with alopecia, but man, that was the funniest thing. China has alopecia. Call the vet. And I'm like, 
Yeah, it's pretty funny. But then it cuts back to uh, Ryan, Seth, and Marissa at the diner. And Ryan's basically like, my mom did this guy. He moved to Austin. He told me if I uh, ever needed anything and I was in the area to let him know. So I'm just going to go to Austin. So they're trying to formulate a plan for that. And in the middle of that, who shows up in that little diner restaurant place? Homophobic Luke. Yeah. Homophobic Luke. Homophobic Luke. That's his name. Walks in real cunty, like snapping his fingers like, what does God do for a menu around I'm here? Just, he's just like pure testosterone when he walks through the walls. I'm surprised he doesn't fucking bust through the drywall being such a cuck. Fuck Luke. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. I'm really banking on the fact that he's such a fucking douchebag because we'll find out the later in the episode he, like, he might make nice decisions. But yeah. we'll see. Maybe he'll transform into not a fucking douche. Yeah, so immediately Marissa's eyes kind of get, like, gigantic, and she's like, oh, shit, you two go through the back, I'll go talk to Luke. Which, again, like, you're sitting here acting like you give a fuck about this guy, but you being hella sneaky. Yeah. I hate her. Yeah, no, she doesn't make good uh, life decisions. She's a teenager. (coughs) Yep. (coughs) Don't cut it. Leave my sneezes. I'm going to cut it. Fuck you. I'm even going to cut it, but leave you saying, don't cut it. Leave my sneezes. <laughs> leave me my sneezes. Um, okay. So Marissa's being a, a down ass bitch for someone who's not her fucking boyfriend, but granted her boyfriend fucking sucks. So I get it, I guess. Maybe you, I'm glad she hasn't let him inside of her so far. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> that was upsetting. So uh, as they try to sneak out, one of the staff members at this fucking um, peer restaurant, I don't know fucking call it. Yeah, I don't either. But they're like at this diner. They're like, hey, get your ass out the front. This white lady did not talk like that, but here we are. But mm-hmm. she's telling them go up the front, so they're trying to be sneaky. And fucking Luke notices them. And what does he fucking say? Well, so like Seth runs into like a busboy or something and is like, oh, hey, you guys like the food here too? That's awesome. And then <laughs> Luke says. Good, fucking Seth Cohen, like, what's his name again? Adam Brody. Yeah. Adam Brody's carrying the show on his back. Pretty much. Him and Sandy. Um, and then Luke is like, shut up. Queer. Yeah. He says, the fact he's like, that is the first main sentences you say in this show. Every episode you have said queer. Yeah. It's so fucking gross. Like, it is, I don't... It's still alarming to hear stuff like that in a television show. You're just like, oh, God. (laughs) You can just say that? (laughs) And the people police don't just come down and kill you? Charles Gambino? Donald Glover. Donald Glover. And uh, so, yeah, and he does that. And then Ryan just kind of shows up like, all right. Stop it. But says the dumbest and coolest line. Oh, it's the coolest fucking line. It is my moment of, of... my favorite moment that I'm giving five Sandys. I married Seth Cohen. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so then Ryan's just kind of like chuckles as Luke's talking shit. And he's like, you know what I like about rich kids? Punches in the face. Nothing. I mean, yeah. That's Hard like- as nails. If a breakdown happened right after that, I am moshing every person's face off. Justin, you need to actually just take that clip from that show, record it, and then... Let's start a hardcore band. AK, you start a hardcore band with some of your friends. <laughs> I come to your shows to flash you my boobies. But like, Ew, don't res- do that a hardcore show. That's weird. I wasn't done yet. I said I'd flash you my boobies, but like in the car, or like not at all because you don't want to see my boobies in the car. You always yell at me to put them up. 
because you just whip out your titties sometimes just to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I just Anyways. Want, I, just think I'm, I grew them myself. I just thought you'd be. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that happens. I wrote the words, what's with the queer G's? <laughs> and then quotations. afterwards, they're back at the model home, Seth and Ryan, that is. And no, Marissa's there too. Not yet. Oh, yeah. She shows right. up. And then uh, Seth is just talking about how cool it was that Ryan punched that dude and said, You know what I like about rich kids? Pfft, nothing. And uh, then Marissa shows up, and Seth, feeling all cocky, is like, Sup, foo. And to me, that's so Cute. fucking funny. It's the cutest thing of it. What's up, foo? Sup, foo. Okay, without giving away too much, but it's kind of up there with Summer saying, like, who dat? No, not at all. Okay. I, I, I hate Summer so She said it much. casually. She didn't say it like a fucking, like it wasn't her who dat? I think it was her face when she said it that makes me so mad. Because it was drunk girl face. Anyway, go back to Seth, like, what up, foo? She's like, did you have to hit them? Not Summer, but Marissa, because she comes back and she's like, why? Why did you do that? Why? Uh, basically, what did they even talk about? They basically. I mean, it's it's basically just Marissa saying like, "Why did you do that?" And Ryan's like, "Well, why is he a dick?" Yeah, basically. Then they do that back and forth until they hear the door to the model home open. Oh, no, they hear a car roll up. Yeah. Yeah, and like Seth's so like, "Oh fuck, it's my mom," and it's also Marissa's dad. But for why? And they kind of like see them have a conversation because it kind of looks. Like, if I was a teenager and I'm seeing my parents and my friend's parents roll up and I'm just like, all right, maybe they're, I mean, dad works in money. She works in, like, development. Maybe they're just talking about this, like, property. But there was a weird energy that they all sensed. So like, yeah, why are they here alone? My first brain's like, oh, they, they're about to hook up in this model home. Like, everyone sits upstairs. That's, yeah. uh, that is awful. Um, hooking up my friend's husband. Bleh. <laughs> But there's a point where, like, they're kind of listening to the conversation, and he's like, listen here. No, they bring up the fact that they used to date back in high school. Ew. Well, because the house supposedly reminds them both of Jimmy's house growing up, where they both had their first kiss. They Like, why would you even, like, they do it so vaguely and flirty, and it's, like, kind of fucking gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Like, don't be wrong. I do some ratchet-ass shit, but that's fucking... I mean, I will say this. Jimmy is significantly, like, egging that shit on. And Kirsten gets to a point where she's like, okay, what do you want? Like, why are we here? No, he definitely flirts with her, I think, to get something out of her, which I hope we eventually find out what their dynamic was when they were dating. Because at first, my logic is that, like, maybe Kirsten had more of the ball in her court, and she kind of just took it out of his court. But I feel like he has a way of flirting with her. From that moment, it's just like, he's very seductive with his big, dumb... I used to date Elliot Reed face. Yes. Yeah, this actor that plays Jimmy uh, Cooper, he was in Scrubs, and he played Elliot's boyfriend at some point. Yes. That's it. But anyway, uh, fucking Jimmy has to tell her what he needs. He's like, I'm in some trouble. How much? How much, Justin? $100,000 in 2003. And without batting an eye, she was like, I got you, homie. Yeah. Like, that's too fucking nice. What did you do to her pussy in, like, sixth grade that, like, made her do this? Yeah. We also have to keep in mind that they are all so rich. Dummy rich. So, like, I'm trying to think 
of like a number for us that that would make sense if like one of our friends was having a hard time. Like a I'm grand. Thinking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I can afford. Maybe even less. Yeah, honestly. But but like that would be their equivalent. Like I'm sure taking a hundred thousand dollars out of one of her bank accounts was not that. What big is that ratio difference? I can't do math right now. Well, we're comparing our lives in central Indiana to OC. <laughs> Orange County, California. I just want to know the ra- the percentage like of what they're equal to. So that percentage yeah. to me, so I can it, aff- it would be like a hundred. Or not a hundred, but like it's a hundred times. So like it's fucking insane. One percent. Oh my god. But Okay. So um nothing bad in the eye, but it, then it kind of cuts to their faces. They're like oh, what the fuck? And it kind of confirmed that weird stuff that Marissa was talking to Ryan because they have a, a look to each other like, oh, fuck. Yeah. What the fuck's my dad been doing? Um, and then they find out, then Kristen says something about the contractor showing, go, are, are going to be there tomorrow at the model house. So they realize like, oh, fuck, they got to go. Can I tell you what I wrote about Jimmy? What? Jimmy is a dirt Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Also known as Dennis Quaid Zero. Yes. And then uh, yes, I stand by that statement. Um, yeah. And then it cuts to the um, summer's party. It's when I get the best line of my life. Well, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. There's another thing that's kind of important. Oh. Uh, it cuts to actually Seth in his bedroom buying a one-way ticket, train ticket to Austin for oh. Ryan. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. And that's when his dad. Shows up and basically is like, hey, they found Ryan. Oh, fuck. And he's like, uh, oh, they did? And he's like, yeah, they, uh, the cops got a call because he was found at some fight at the pier. So we got to go find him before the police do. And Seth is kind of like, uh, Dan, I'm kind of busy. Can I not? And Sandy, being a true fucking, like... Bronx dad. Dad and, like... I don't know, just, like, teaching his son to be, like, a real man in, in like, the not-toxic way. It's really nice. <laughs> just being like, Seth, he's your friend. You're going to help your friend. And Seth is like, oh, damn, you're right. Damn, but even though Seth, in the back of his head, is like, yeah, but this isn't fucking helping him. Like, I'm trying to help him. I got the ticket for him. Yeah, that moment where you're just like, okay, I'll be sneaky, but I got to be a different kind of sneaky. Yeah. So then, after they do that, then it cuts to... The party where Summer says what? Oxy's gnarly. Yeah, they're talking about Ryan, and she's like, maybe he's on Oxycontin. Oxycontin is gnarly. Bitch, I'm so sorry about your life. I'm worried about Summer. I think she's seeing some shit she don't want to talk about, so she keeps getting fucked up and being lame. She just sucks. She's just not a. She's not an actual person. She says some ignorant ass shit. She's half the a time. shell of a human being. I think she develops a personality over time. She fucking better. I can't remember, and I don't know. If I can't I, remember if she does like develop an actual personality. Yeah. Um, what? And what then ha- what happens to where like it cuts to um, Ryan playing that? Hallelujah! Oh wait, yeah, so- Misha. Um, Misha's character, Marissa, shows up at the party and she wants to talk to, like, um, she's, like, been in a weird mood and Summer's just like, "What, dude, what's your problem? You've been, like, super weird. I'm like, do you ever just think about, like, how people see your life? This is what I'm talking about. I mean, in Summer's defense, like, it is kind of fucking weird to show up to a party and be like, 
do you ever think with your third eye about <laughs> how other people are experiencing Or like, do you ever think about your, like, your Mercury being in Gatorade? Yeah, like, full-on Gatorade. Like, what does that even mean? Uh, <laughs> and then I think Luke kind of, like, wants to talk to her, and, like, she ends up running away. Oh, yeah, he's just like, so what's your deal? Why are you hanging out with that guy? Yeah, and then she basically was like, yeah. I gotta go. You don't know him. Yeah, so she just she just dips out. She's like, I'm fucking done with this. And that fucking song starts playing. <laughs> Mango's not having it. Yeah, and uh, so Ryan is prepping for his final night in the model home. I was taken aback by the fact that he was playing that song in that fucking model home. And I was like, how the fuck can you do that? You have no electricity. And Justin's like, battery-operated boombox. I'm like, oh. I'm stupid. I used to play basketball in my driveway, and I brought out my battery-powered boombox, and I would listen to Rage Against the Machine. I, oh, God, I would have watched you like a creeper. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel. And uh, little Marissa comes in, just like, oh, my God, this song makes me think of you. It's fucking corny. I, I have to be here, because what if we, what if I never, what if we never... And then, and then he also is like, if you stay here. Yeah, she asked to stay the night, which is like pretty fucking bold. Like, bitch, you got a boyfriend you got a that I am constantly getting into fights with. Like, that's our hobby. That's what our friendship is with me and your boyfriend is I fight him. Is that we hate each other viscerally. He calls me a queer. <laughs> and my friend a queer. He's just real dick. Yeah. But she is just like, I'm like, I'll just stay the night. He's like, if you stay the night, I'll... It basically him just like there's this face and this moment where they I will say this there is a chemistry between them that they faked so well in the show where he's yeah. like if I stay here if you stay here I will finger you well that's not what he says but yes there's <laughs> definitely that vibe they're like we gonna fuck and it's just gonna be real weird when I have to leave and I'm like uh I dicked you and now what do I do yeah. But he's like, get out of here. We're co- we come from different worlds. And this brought up a conversation between us. Oh, fuck. I just realized what he did. He white fanged her. <laughs> also known as Harry from, uh, fuck. The H- Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. Get on, get. Yeah, get. No, watch you here. It's the one book I have on my Kindle. Thank you, new girl, for that yes. reference. Okay, but like he, the, his main argument was like, girl, we from different places, Romeo and Juliet. We can't be doing this. And in this moment, he is correct. So Justin was like, no, you guys can be from different things and hook up together. Not when you're teenagers. Because I brought up like growing up in complete different places and being in those different places at that time. Because like, you can be from different places and meet in the middle one day, like how me and Justin, like, I'm... I'm a little bit country. <laughs> and Justin is straight up, I love Tupac and fucking West Wing. <laughs> That's such a weird... <laughs> That's you, though. I know. But Justin yeah. is so fucking not country. But, like, we met during, like, podcast work, living both in indie, and we kind of just met in the middle and kind of wanted the same shit in life. That shit makes sense. But when you're both teenagers, one of you's homeless, and the other one's rich and has some whole lot of issues and also has a boyfriend... You are from different worlds. It ain't gonna work. What is he gonna do? Stay and you go to school in the fall and then you guys like make out every now and then behind a tree by Johnny Appleseed? Get fucked. Which is basically what Ryan says to her. 
<laughs> yeah, that's what he said. Johnny by Johnny Appleseed get fucked. Yeah. Um and then so Oh yeah, Marissa's like, "Ah, I got to run away." She does yeah. the cl- like very 90s runaway cry. Yeah. And then who sees her run away? Who sees Luke her? in his fucking GMC truck is just like hanging yep. out outside cuz he followed his girlfriend there, which is questionable. Mighty suspect. I think he also followed her. He's like, he probably had a vibe, but like also like, why? I'm just oh, saying. Oh, no, no. They went to the house to go find Ryan because they like heard he was there. No, some- no, no. They didn't know anything about that. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah, fuck it. They found out about that from Marissa showing up. Oh my and God. they followed Marissa because he's trying to figure out. I, I mean, he probably was trying to see if she was going to see Ryan. But Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then. Uh, they, go, they cut up upstairs like, hey, dog. Why is my fucking girlfriend seeing you? I'm like, maybe you should talk to your fucking girlfriend, bro. He didn't say that. I thought it. <laughs> yeah, Ryan is basically like, hey, nothing happened. And she, yeah. For whatever reason, I'm a respectable gentleman in this situation because I've already beat the shit out of you twice. I beat the shit out of you twice, and also she asked and to say the night. I could have figured her. Is trying to get in these sheets. And I'm like, I have I no said, sheets. Nah. <laughs> I ain't, first of all, I ain't got sheets. <laughs> first of all, I don't even got electricity. Yeah. But, so, and he basically just keeps talking shit and fight. starts a fight. And a candle fight. Yeah, and then a bunch of candles fall over. Oh, my God. That fight goes on for too long for them to be like, oh, shit, a candle fell. Is that what hormones do to you boys? That you're just so wrapped up in anger and hormones? You're just like, what fire is fucking... That fire could have been fucking prevented. Oh, if I'm really mad, like really mad, I can tunnel vision like a motherfucker. I'm fucking worried about that. We'll discuss that later. But but it also takes a lot for me to be that mad. To physically fight someone, I have to be pretty I feel like as a 35-year-old, you'd be like, Hey, bitch, this is a fight. You want to f- do this like after we put the fire? Yeah, for sure, dog. But that shit was so stupid. But that's like pure 17-year-old behavior. Let this fire happen. Yeah. I didn't stop but, the fire. But yeah, so then like the the home starts burning and all the dudes that are with Luke are like, just like, oh, fuck this. I'm out. But then Ryan is saved by, because he starts to like be choked out because they're all trying to dip out on him. And Luke just has a change of heart for a quick sec. And I wrote down, saved by homophobe. Luke is trying. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I also think part of it, too, it might not be as much Luke being a good person. More of him like I would like like, manslaughter. I don't want to murder someone. Yeah. So, like, Luke. I'm hoping that it's, like, a moral thing. I mean, me, too. But Luke basically picks him up and brings him outside and just drops him and is like, hey, run. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Saved his life. Fuck that dude. Um, okay, now what? Uh, and then... Uh, oh, yeah, the police get called, and uh, Kirsten gets the word, like, oh, fuck, that development I've been working on is on fire. So they go there. Like, Sandy, they're like, oh, fuck, it must be Ryan. Like, it just makes sense. All this chaos that's been happening is definitely around Ryan. Well, I don't, I don't know if they necessarily... No, they did figure that out, yeah. Because the the fire chief or police officer, whoever it was, comes up and they're like, we don't know what happened, but definitely someone's been living here. And then Seth goes, it's it's all my fault. Which is so sad. But before that scene, there's a scene that makes me personally furious. Mm-hmm. When uh, Julie 
at Marissa's house. Julie shows up behind Jimmy and is like, I thought NBA was over this season. He's like, no, this is NBA Classics. I'm watching Lakers versus the Pistons finals. And he's like, man, I hated that team. Isaiah Thomas is so cocky. Wow. Bitch, those were the bad boys. And you put respect on their name. I feel like that's what the show what kept it going was little th- moments like that. Also, Jimmy's got a fucking thick ass daddy bulge in that fucking seat. Ugh, just sitting all having a beer and his pants are all. He's just sitting in that typical dad position where you're just like, I know my balls are outside my boxers. Do I give a fuck? There's a reason he's a father. Jimmy looked like he got thick ass jeans. Talk shit about Isaiah Thomas's Pistons team. I don't give a fuck about sports, so that's not true. I really care about the Pacers. Jimmy's a dick. That's Jimmy is saying. actually, yeah, we're going to, I feel like uh, we're going to find out really a lot that Jimmy's a real piece of shit because he's being awfully sneaky. But the, but this is the one case where I didn't think Jimmy was being a piece of shit. Marissa walks in like sobbing. Doing teenage girl shit, you know? And they both are like, well, she's upset. And Jimmy immediately, like he didn't even like, well, do you want to do this or do you want me no, to? No, he was very quick. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go talk to her. Yeah, it says a lot about the dynamic, which I hope we find out more. Like it feels like they're really close. Um, but he says something that kind of makes me sad. Like, he's like, come on, you can talk to me about, we talk to each other about everything. And she's like, but, but like, do we? <laughs> My, <laughs> we made, I made her sound like a, a, a Latina. Like, like, but like, do we? Like, we don't talk at all. Like, why are these men's like showing up? And I'm so worried. <laughs> I would be a hundred times more interested in the show if Marissa was a Latina. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. But, uh. Yeah, so that's that's that exciting part. And then it goes to where uh, the police are, are talking to Kirsten and Sandy and Seth at the model house. And Seth is basically, like, not spilling the beans totally, but, like... He's spilling them. Marbles. But he's trying to put it on him. Like a good not boy. Not on... Yeah. But as they're doing that, uh, they're actually back at... Their house because it like they the Cohen's have, house. Yeah. Um, and then like um it cuts to Ryan walking, being a little hitchhiker baby boy. Yeah. And Luke essentially pulls up and is like, Where are you going? Listen, if we both keep our mouths shut, n- mouth shuts, mouths shut. Mouth shuts. Yes. Uh then we'll never get caught. No one will ever know that it happened. Ryan just like pops in his car. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, you're giving me a fucking ride. Yeah, bitch. You have jumped my ass and almost got yourself in trouble every goddamn time. This week. This has been a week. You're giving me a fucking ride. So Luke's like, where are we going? He's like, I don't know. So I guess the default is just to go to the Cohen's house where they're talking to the police. Mm -hmm. So they pull up in Luke's car. Both of them get out. Police officer's like... Are you Ryan Atwood? And Ryan... Bold fucking move for Luke to get out of the car because he could have just fucking left. Yeah. And Ryan is like, yeah, and just immediately turns around and puts his hands behind his back to get cuffed. Dramatic Uh, teenage boy shit. I would have been letting Ryan inside of me because that was my type in high school. I'm just like, you're in trouble. Yeah. But so he does that and then... uh, Luke jumps in and is like, it was an accident. It was, and it was, which is very nice. Thank you. Yeah, so then the police also arrest Luke. Sandy's like, both of you shut your dirty fucking mouths. We'll deal with this. Yeah, well, he tells the cop first. He's like, hey, I'm His Ryan's attorney. 
Well, he says he's his attorney, oh, which right. is more important in this situation. And he's like, so don't ask me any questions until I'm there. And then he looks at Ryan and he's like, keep your mouth shut. And he basically points to Luke and is like, you too. So he's um, a fucking baller, dude. Yeah, and that's basically. Um. Oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it. That's we, the end of the episode. So we're left on a little cliffhanger. Uh, we'll be back and whatnot. I'm very interested in what's going to happen in this whole legal situation, and especially with this dynamic between Marissa and Ryan developing, because there's obviously they got something going on. Luke's going to have to fucking address it, but also there's a weird bonding thing between. Luke and Ryan, which they both don't like because they're both alpha hotties of blonde Nazi descent. One with a choker. One who's wearing a male wearing a choker is doing something weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Put on some booch, little slut. But yeah, so it's been uh it's been interesting. I think the episode as a whole is is a good four Sandys. Four Sandys better than the first one, which was uh summer. I still what no. Yes. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> We've been over this. Um, but it's it, it it's a good second episode, still laying groundwork, but enough like stuff going on to be like, oh, thing things are picking up, they're moving. Whereas yep. like the pilot set that really nice steady foundation. Pace. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very ooh. I I can't wait to find out what the fuck's going on with Jimmy's bullshit. And also yeah. will I see Marissa Cooper's mom's boobs? No, because it's Fox. All right. Also, we know it's going to happen. But hey, it's been a minute. And it's also, very vague because it's been a very long time. <laughs> I know for a fact, though, for one, like one thing is for sure, this show will get hornier. Uh, yes. Correct. Because this is during the era, the era of Deftones and Incubus. Everything was horny. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that checks out. I did the math. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we have uh, successfully talked for twice as long as the episode was. Good. Yeah. Good I had a good time. Did I you did. have a good time? I'm sleepy and I want to take off my makeup and my pants. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any uh, comments or any ideas for shows for us to do after the OC. Uh, or if you want to add a game to this show, let us know. I mean, we got the Sandy and the summer rating system. I try to do a, a checklist of every time uh, Ryan is wearing a choker at the wrong time. Um, or any time that Luke says queer, apparently. I don't know. Let us know what you're, uh, what you're vibing with. We're going to upload this. Uh, yep. And uh, so you can send us an email to havinganepisodepod at gmail.com. Oh, fuck yeah. Awesome.